on January 6, 2012, the Brisbane Heat hosted the Hobart Hurricanes. According to Trick Buzz, he's named as a batting all-rounder. We'll be catching all the big moments on KO Sports. The amount of potency in Clive Rose's <laughs> voice and his mere presence. I do enjoy cricket. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to State of Play, a Cricket World Cup podcast. It's great to be back. My name is Miles Caddy. Over the last few days, the top four have has firmed as favourites. Shakib storms into the global cricket conscience once again. England remind everyone of their capabilities. Kane Williamson rescues the Kiwis from disaster, and Australia puts Shakib back in his place. Benjamin Tillmans, good to have you on. And what have you made of the last few days of the Cricket World Cup? Miles, it is good to be here. There's been ups. There's been downs. There's been lefts, there's been rights. And what we've seen after that semi-meaningless kind of series of comments from me uh, is that cricket's really fun. How like, good? Like, these have just been a bunch of really good games. And I think he, something interesting is games don't have to be close to be fun. Now, there, there was a, an especially close game between New Zealand and South Africa. And for a moment there, the Australia-Bangladesh... Game, I mean, I don't think it was actually ever close, but it, it there was... Bangladesh still had a great part of their innings. And there were some particularly kind of highlight moments that came out of that. And uh, something I just love about cricket in general is that mm. you can read it as a whole, you can watch the moments that matter, and both are kind of acceptable ways of enjoying the game. Absolutely. I mean, I mean even the fact that I say acceptable kind of shows some kind of prejudice, but like... And, and when you think about test cricket... Ooh, testy pop. When you think about test cricket... um. A lot of test cricket is actually in the moments, right? Like, mm. we engage with it because of the tension, the narrative, the drama with test cricket. But test cricket's made up of a bunch of moments. Um, and and I, I guess... Connected by dot balls. Well, and this is what I'm saying. What's so interesting about it is that you can see, I don't know, Nathan Lyon doing someone over... And when he finally gets the wicket, like particularly he gets all these wickets to right-handers inside edge onto the pad, pop Mm. out to back pad. And that's a wicket. And that's like an enjoyable moment to watch. Like, you know, Gaz has got a wicket. Great. Mm. But you can read so much into any of those wickets. Like he often like he just adjusts his length and his top spin slightly, pushes the batsman further and further back. And that might be a process of three or four overs of bowling. Yep. That I goes remember Warney used to talk about. Uh, now this is this is classic Warney. He'd be like, "I never." Uh, oh no, what's the line? It was so, oh, I can't remember it exactly, but it's something along the lines of, "Whenever I get hit for a boundary, I meant for it to happen." Now <laughs> <laughs> that's a load of crap at one level, but at the same time, like there are times. I have this distinct memory of like, I mean, Robo into two. You're on YouTube mm. of like Warney highlights of him tossing up one, uh, and the bloke just no, no, not tossing up one. Bowling at a rank half tracker, getting smacked through midwicket for four. Same ball, it's the flipper. LBW got oh. him. Um, and, and in terms of setting people up, let, let's actually start by talking about this New Zealand South Africa game, uh, where South Africa batted first, and uh, Quinta de Kock went early, and then Amala and Duplessis put on a slow but steady partnership, and Lockie Ferguson came on. And the commentators were noting that a bouncer hadn't been bowled yet. So, we're in the 13th over. I know where you're going. Now, when it comes to setups, this is 
It's a two ball setup. Yeah. But it's a bloody good one. A left, right, good night. It, it's it's as it's as old as the days long. Um, actually, that's a stupid saying because the days like not that long. Yeah. Short. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hits Amla with a short ball and, you know, Lockie Ferguson, he gets a bit of pace on him. We're talking, you know, mid-140s up. Uh, and then the next ball is that cross-seam Yorker and it just fizzes. Like, it's one of those ones where you just look at it and it almost like dips as it's coming in. It's like, oh, oh it's and so beautiful to look at. brilliant photo where Fafs is, is in a perfect position. He's almost down on one knee because he realized how low the ball is. Yeah. He's in this brilliant position and... Uh, but all you can see is there's a bale flying in the air because he's stayed still and it's like he's been gone. Oh, and, and Faf kind of pauses and looks at Lockie and just kind of gives him a well played, sir, and off they go. It was That was a great start to um, mm. the innings, really. Now, the South African team have been kind of maligned for being stuck in a previous era of playing one-day cricket mm. and you felt like... Well, I felt like maybe that was especially on show... With Ham- with Amla and Duplessis innings, they yep. just took a long, long time to get going. And by the time Amla left, more than half their innings had passed, 27.4 overs, and the score was only 3 for 111. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about this further, but we've leveled this same criticism at David Warner, um, that he's been a bit slow. And, I mean, we'll, we'll get to this, but it seemed to be a bit of a, a change of, of, of style from Warner this time around. Mm. Or was it? We'll get to it. And the South African innings kind of went as you might expect they accelerated particularly through Rassi van der Dusen who's probably been the most impressive South African um, of the tournament I think Chris Morris has had a good tournament as well yeah with the ball yeah he, he and with well. the bat surprisingly yep um, he's been a good kind of find amidst the kind of injuries David yeah. Miller there who came out at 6 managed 36 um, at just about a run of ball he might not be very well known to Australian listeners just because he hasn't featured, I think, in any Big Bash season. But he's played in almost all of the IPLs. He's actually a veteran in terms of coming in down the order and, the and, ex- and, yep. ex- and accelerating. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's on the circuit. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was interesting to see him not able to perform. And there was a suspicion that maybe that was down to the pitch. And I think the New Zealand innings perhaps proved that true. New Zealand innings, uh, Martin Guptill was awesome until he, in a kind of comical oh, fashion, yeah. uh, <laughs> got out for a hit wicket. I thought it was interesting because the, the definition of hit wicket or the rule behind hit wicket is you've got to be in the process of your stroke. And it was, he'd pulled, it was an awkward pull. A, uh, it was off Peluquea, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, he went for a pull. It was poorly timed. But it cleared the... Cleared the ring field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got it, got it past the fielders. And he spun once, like a full 360, I think, yeah. and then set off. And it was, and he slipped. Yeah, yeah. He slipped bit. in his 360. Yeah. And then as he set off all in that one motion, hit the stumps. And I, I was wondering, like, why no one was questioning was his stroke done. I guess it's a bit like when you're catching the ball, it's like under control. But mm. Maybe mm. might be it. Who knows? And I've got to say, Colin Munro made the best nine I've ever seen. Oh. Two rockets. Like, I remember Gilchrist used to send it five rows back off the boundary rope, like along the carpet, yep. and then it'd yep. bounce off the rope yes. with his cut shots. And back. you could be, you could yeah. kind of, if you were 
if you were in the first row, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were um, a chance. You were a chance yeah. of getting the getting your fingers on the leather. It was two Gilchrist style shots through the offside from Munro until he just chipped one straight back at Rabada. And uh, look, I mean, the talking point here really has got to be Kane Williams's very impressive century. Uh, yeah, at at seventy six. It, yeah, it has yeah. To be said, but I think what that speaks to is him knowing the people around him. Mm. Uh, he had a great partnership with DeGrandome and just got oh. DeGrandome on strike and he this bloke went for it. Like, it was a bit Steve Smith and uh, Coulton Isle. Yes, yes. A, um, against the West Indies. Yes. That kind of style where you've got the, the batsman who's anchoring and a lower order hitter who's who's teeing off and just seeing it well that day. And I, I don't think Williamson was particularly seeing it well that day. Probably 60% of his runs were glides down to third man. But this is this is the thing about the the Coleys, the Smiths, I mean, yeah. the Roots, the the Williamsons. They produce when they've got when they're seeing it well and when they're not, right? Uh, I just want to talk about the bowling effort from South Africa. Chris Morris picks up 3. Imran Tahir picked up none. With an economy rate of 3.3. Now, he's just someone who has consistently, this World Cup, produced good bowling performances. And he's unlucky actually not to have a wicket there because yes. Kane Williamson edged him yes. off, the, off the toe of the bat trying to play a late cut. And uh, there was a kind of... Tahir was interested. Mm. No one else was interested. And and, uh, and Faf actually said no to mm, a number of yeah. uh, potential... Like, yeah. I don't think they ended up using their review at all. Yeah. Uh, now, Tahi's one of those players that I think he, as far as leg spin bowlers go at the moment, there's not too many. Like, you look at Zampa, you look at Tahi. Tahi is always... Hit. It's all about length, I think, for, for leg spinners. It's kind of the, a little bit of dip and, and that length that just kind of cramps you and where there's not enough time to properly get onto the back foot and to kind of send it through mid-wicket somewhere. But it's also too full to get any... It, it's too short to get any power off the front foot as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's... Tahir yeah. Bold, I think it's it's a real... I think his economy rate of 3.3, by far the lowest there, speaks to that. In terms of economy rate, I'd also like to point to De Grandhomme's bowling. Also at 3.3, he did pick up a wicket. Mm. And on this, I wanted to ask you, Miles, De Grandhomme versus Stoinis, the two all-rounders mm. from the Antipodes. Mm. Who have you got? I mean, on performances so far, it's got to be DeGrandome. Um, who, for what it's worth, from his 24 overs this tournament, uh, is going at only 4.1 and over, which is the best behind Vijay Shankar, who's only bowled five overs in the whole tournament. It's an excellent. In fact, the, the, the New Zealand, for more than 10 overs, for bowlers who bowl more than 10 overs, New Zealand have the top three bowlers by economy rate. Is Nishman on there? No, interesting. So interesting. Santa and Ferguson. He Nisham after taking five wickets didn't bowl, right? He didn't bowl. Yeah. What's with that? I mean, I think it's just really good reading of the game from Williamson because it, it's worked. Yeah. It I has. don't know what to say about what particularly it is about Nisham's bowling. Uh, I wonder if on a tricky pitch, the more kind of I don't. I, I was going to say like the medium paces maybe yeah, sits up a bit, but that medium and and, and like he's slower. De, De is slower than is. than the Nisham there. So, and the commentators they were loving um, De Grandhomme's bowling, but just hating that Tom Latham wasn't up at, to the stumps to him um, mm. when De Grandhomme's bowling those kind of you know one twenties. Yeah, and 
they the only reason why they're getting them through mid wicket is because they're coming down the pitch to him. I mean, read the game, son. Get up there. I interesting, but I feel like New Zealand's game plan was very much containment, um, and a low risk kind of containment You're strategy. Right. And right. I, I I wonder yeah, if there's, the, the, there's more risk associated with oh, the yeah. game coming up. Let's move on to the next game. Well, why don't we go back actually to oh, yep. to Monday night where we actually left you off while Jason Holder was teeing off. <laughs> That's right. En route to 321, which at the time we called as more than enough to defeat Bangladesh. But once again, Bangladesh have proved that their batting lineup far superior to their bowling lineup, chasing easily the the total with 322. Let's chat about the West Indies innings before now, we just kind of froth on Shakib for a bit. <laughs> That innings from Shakib, uh, sing some praises to him and Lytton Dus. I mean, it was just kind of a a brutally consistent innings. I think is is the way I describe it. Like he just went from ball one. It wasn't a case of um, someone like uh, Coley does this really well. Even Doni to the to the extreme level, where he would just see a f- bunch of balls and then a tee off. Mm. Shakib just from ball one. Mm swings but not in the same way that like Morgan know, or Maxwell yeah, does or even like the Afghanistani openers I'm thinking of Shazad who and uh, the other opener is yeah they're Hash looking Matula. to clear the ring yeah from, from ball one and yeah. it's just like wild swinging but Shakib is just controlled aggression from what, what's ball one what's notable about that is he's hit 16 fours and zero sixes not because he mm. hit it he didn't hit it over the ring field mm. but I think it speaks to his control that he's yeah. uh, playing along the ground like Bradman would be proud. Of it. Oh, probably not. It's a bit too wristy for his liking. But uh. <laughs> I mean, uh, they did use their wrists a lot back in the old days. But the uh, the leg new- side strategy, no, le- <laughs> leg theory. Yeah. <laughs> None of the West Indies bowlers had any answers really, and uh, you know they were all going at more than a run a ball, which is pretty rare in a in a one day innings. And I wouldn't mind finding the stats on how often that's happened. But it's a shame that Dust uh, didn't get his century. I think after such a I mean, ninety six of sixty nine. That is a really it's a first class innings. And we know we know almost nothing about him, given how little we've played Bangladesh. And and Adam Collins has actually had a lot yeah, to say absolutely. about the poor treatment of Australian of Bangladesh team by the Australian Cricket Association. Dust is about a month older than me, and he's hit more runs than I have in my life. So you know, <laughs> one or two more. Yeah, but he's a bit of a cult hero. Like, um, yeah, cool. Uh, they really like him in Bangladesh and this innings kind of showcased to the world why. And it's now the case there that everyone, other than perhaps Sumya Saka, who had his moment against Australia with the ball. Did, we'll get to that. We'll get there. Every every one of the um, batting lineup from one to six, other than Saka, have had a moment to shine really. Mamadullah didn't even have to bat and he's capable of accelerating in a way that few others are. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, West Indies. Good game. Yeah, great game. Okay, so England, Afghanistan. I think there's one talking point here, really. And it's that Owen Moore... Oh, there's a few. I was going to say it's that Noor Ali Zadran failed to um, realise his potential and only <laughs> made zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been saying it for months. Noor Ali Zadran, born in Kost, Afghanistan. And if he ever gets his chance at the top order, then, you know, watch out. <laughs> oh, mate, he can... Not to be. I mean, he faced seven balls and couldn't get any of them away. So, you know, anyway. You see that, Chris, I mean, to go back a few games, Chris yeah, Gale went from like, it was like two off 22 or something. Or, got no, a it was 14, a duck. A 14 ball duck, actually. Oh, it's yeah. rubbish. Okay. Well, it's pretty, 
pretty gale, really. Like, yeah. I can just see him just... Just being like, I'm content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, getting out. <laughs> uh, for listeners at home, I hate Chris Gale. Because um, mm. he's misogynistic. That's kind of it. Yeah, so yeah, let's talk about Owen Morgan, hey. 148 from 71, striking at more than two a ball. and Sorry, let's just say that again. Striking at more than two a ball. and That's a strike rate, if you didn't get it yet, <laughs> of over 200. And the ridiculous thing about it was that he was going at basically a runner ball from, for his first 60 runs or so. Like yeah, a bit, a bit above 100. Freaking exploded. He set the record for most sixes in a one-day innings ever. The man can... <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let me just say, this guy can hit a ball. And the thing is that was craziest about it for me was that he's not a power hitter at all. and Hardly any of his shots were kind of muscled over the boundary. And when I think of these super, super fast innings, I can think of Gale's... What was it? Um, thirteen uh, ball fifty yep, in yep, the big bash the, big the other bash, day, yep. uh, the other year. Um, other innings like that where people have just oh, teed Gilchrist's off. Oh, uh, <laughs> fastest test oh, yeah, century, which fi- I remember watching. Fifty-two ball century, Wacker yep. two thousand six, and a lot of those innings are they're just hitting sixes because they're just feeling strong that day and they're muscling the ball over mm. the over the boundaries. Mm. Like even if they miss timing, they're yeah. hitting sixes. The the those the sixes that I'm the most impressed by are the ones where it's a fast, it's like flying in on like middle and off, quite full, and they just flick it. Mm. And it just flies. And you're like, how have you, in a flick, sent that to row seven? Like, you know, it's incredible. Unreal. And just the timing. It was pure timing. Now, Besto got 90, Root got 88, uh, both great innings. And Moeen Ali got 31 off nine, hitting at 344. <laughs> I mean, he had license to tee off, he and that did. does happen sometimes. Oh, it was fun to watch. Yeah. And I, I feel sorry for um, Rashid Khan. He Now, I, I they're not here to kind of defend themselves, uh, but Al and Nick love Rashid, and I'm just... Do you know how I was saying I feel sorry, like, not 15 seconds ago? Yeah. I'm just stoked that Rashid went for 110. I mean... It, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> and then our Iceland Cricket Association, oh, did you see this? Interesting, yeah, tucked into them. And then all these professionals were like, "No, he's uh, really good." And you can't, you can't make a joke about that Iceland cricket. Which I, interesting talking point that people are very quick to defend Rashid when it's like they're just having a joke. Yeah, like, like it's clear. The bloke who's running Iceland Cricket's Twitter, yeah. like he, I'm probably better at cricket than him. Yeah. Like to <laughs> well, be perfectly honest. Probably. They don't have a pitch in Iceland, <laughs> mate. Like, <laughs> it's just ice. <laughs> it's, it's in the name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like how off limits people found it. Yeah, I, it's just it Iceland cricket. Who cares? I, 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 okay, yeah. Australia, Bangladesh. Uh, this was the last night. Australia went. I mean, I think this was. Uh, an excellent performance. Yeah, now let's yeah. talk, talk me through David Warner. Mm. Talk me through his innings because the first half of the innings, I was I was watching it. I was pretty disappointed with the run rate. What what happened it, from there? Well, it's the thing. It felt like it was along the same theme as a lot of this World Cup has gone so far for Warner, where he's just gone at around eighty or ninety. He's played within himself clearly, even even less at times. I think at one point, yeah, sixties, seventies, and uh, just not not particularly not making the most of bad balls. Like, he's just had a pretty similar mindset about every kind of ball in a lot of innings he's played. And 
there's been a suggestion maybe that he's just trying to play himself into form, and I think there is a lot to say about the fact that he hasn't played cricket in the last Absolutely. 12 months, obviously. Yeah. And, and, and it seems like maybe his strategy's paying off because uh, he got to about 100 runs and then he accelerated really successfully. Not 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 in the same uh, ballpark, really, as, as Mo- Owen Morgan or, or Holder or Moen Ali, anyone like that. But No, but I... It's not what you expect in, from an opener. Like, they're tired. Very, they've been a, in there a long time. It's a very, very um, successful innings. Like, mm. I think you... When you look at that from like a purely cricketing perspective, he played the match situation. Mm. So that uh, if if you're kind of holding off from them getting wickets in the first ten overs or so, that's re- in fact it wasn't till the twentieth over that Aaron Finch got out for 121. No, Australia was on 121. Yeah, he, was he was out 53. In one of the softest dismissals of the tournament. Oh, so it far. was. And who was it? But Sumi Saka, and he also got. Um, who else did he get? Like he got this? he got, he got Warner Kaw- in got, the end. And he got Warner in the same way, which is the slow ball bouncer, which is essentially all his bounces. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just glided to short third man. Yeah. <laughs> now, if we can just briefly stop talking about the the batting performance of Australia, but talk about the bowling. Sumya Saka, the pick of the bowlers, eight overs, fifty eight runs, yeah. three wickets. Uh, and this is the thing that I want to ask you, Miles. Is mm. he the Chris Cans? <laughs> Chris Cans, the slow, wow. like not not the slow left arm, Just slow. the slow well, bowler. <laughs> he was usually labelled slow medium, which was a bit of a compliment to Cans, yeah. <laughs> to, <Kans, laughs> to the old Cans boy. Honestly, Chris Cans is, in hindsight, one of the great all rounders of world cricket. You check his record. Okay. He, it's, hey, it, okay. it defies L- listeners, belief. Listeners, we are about to play... Miles, put your phone face down mm. right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. We're about to play an absolute classic game, which is Miles, gets, guests, ugh, Miles guesses the stats mm. of a player. Okay. The first stat that I will often ask him... Oh, should I do one day or test? Uh, you usually better with test. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Test batting average. I reckon Chris Cairn's test batting average was 38. Oh, mate. Bit optimistic. 33. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, we'll go over to the bowling. Test bowling average? 31. 29. Okay. So, I've gone under with the batting, over with the bowling. Yeah. Can I, can I guess runs and wickets? You're welcome to. I reckon okay. you got... Test of, wickets. Oh, test wickets. I reckon you got... So you're one yeah, of yeah, test, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something like... Between, uh, I'll guess enough. I've got a range, but I'm going to guess 195. What's your range? Like 180 to 210. Uh, 218. Not oh, even in your range, okay. mate. Uh, it's a similarly. Oh, listeners, I'm, I'm disappointed at Miles' performance because, like, seriously, there have been times when we've been at the pub and it, it's point something that he's away from. And it's just like, you're a Look, I'm nerd. better with the Aussies, but. Um, um, okay. Uh, Test check runs. Out, you, sh- you should check out Chris Kansas' 99 World Cup. Um, performance just what in another day test runs he averaged 33 and he had time just to, to get what was it 218 test wickets that's all right um i reckon he got mm, 4000 come on oh, what 4001 no that's not true <laughs> what did he get 3300 okay well ballpark but <laughs> okay anyway is sumiya saka the next chris cans not a chance because 
I don't know that it was just the case of all of the key. Oh, honestly, every single one of the um, Bangladesh pace bowlers were basically indistinguishable from each other in their bowling innings. They just bowled slightly back of the length, slightly back of 140 k's. Mm. Uh, there was very little interesting about their bowling, really. I, I it thought. wasn't, and it was a recovery job, right? It was yeah. it was limiting the damage. And well, uh, and I think but the they were they were hardly doing that though. They just kept bowling like that. It seemed fairly thoughtless, and I wonder if this is maybe a weakness of the Bangladeshi team. They're they're pretty um, momentum based. They're not going to win a tournament with this bowling lineup. Yeah. Uh, no, like I think ha- that Shakib Al Hassan's incredible. Because he could be in any team for his batting yeah. alone. Yeah. Now, you can say, yes, we have bowlers like Shakib, and uh, Miles' wife has just come home. Uh, you, so you can have a Steph. What do you reckon? Come here. What do you reckon about Shakib Alassane's bowling, and does it live up in, as, in and of itself? No. What's the problem uh, with it? <laughs> you could have left know. it there. <laughs> What does he bowl? <laughs> She's walked away. She, and walks, I, I think she doesn't even so. know what Shakib <laughs> bowls. Uh, clearly, it's left arm orthodox if she'd watched any of it. But that's okay. Uh, just keep the volume a bit low over there. Thanks. <laughs> I just got let's, let's talk about Bangladesh's chase. and uh, oh, tigered. Bangladesh. <laughs> Very appropriate. Look, uh, um, the highlight for me has got to be Finch's run out. Just... Point and shoot. Yeah, that Bang. was great. I mean, and it was terrible running for the. It was yes, no, yes, no. So Maxwell got run out. Um, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk oh, about his yeah. innings actually. Okay, this I really want to want to say this. Mm. If Maxwell hadn't got run out, mm. he was on track for seventy. Yeah, off off twenty five balls. Yeah, like he, it, so he got thirty two. Chanceless and, and and a chanceless yeah, thirty-two. Yeah. This is this is one of those things where he just looked in control. Mm. Now I was so now Usman Khawaja, uh, he went. This is shocking. He went at one twenty-three. It did not feel like he went no. at one twenty-three. I mean, this is the thing. This is I. I felt like the Bangladesh bowling warranted a minimum one hundred strike rate. Like there was not. They yeah. didn't bowl anything to warrant dot balls. Yeah, and. We have noted that uh, the age of the change-up is kind of over, yeah. but there wasn't even change-up in terms of... They'd bowl a crap ball, it'd get put away for like two, and they'd bowl the exact same ball. Yeah, it's more, like, it's more there was just no plan to it. Yeah. So, um, he, he got out disappointingly, running between the wickets. Mm. Uh, he plays a late cut just for a single, is that right? Yeah, um, well... Uh, it was behind... It was behind on the leg side, it was a glance. Oh, okay. It did go straight to the fielder, um, and it felt just like poor reading of the game situation. Yes, there's not a run there if there's a direct hit for Kawaja. Uh, arguable, I, d- I don't think so. But So, my, it, my comment on that mm. is is that uh, Maxwell is caught in no man's land. Um, the fielder who was Ruble, he has time to pause, mm. take stock of the situation. So, he's about to throw, he hesitates. And then he does throw again, and he just knocks down. Same as same as Finch, actually, in, in yeah. interesting circumstances. But it did all happen very quickly. Like Maxwell hit it and ran. Kawad just started running, said no because he realized I think that he wasn't going to make it. And but, that he's but on, and he's on whatever. He's on. He's, he's on, on his he's way to approaching his century. Now that's not. It was a good Max, throw as well. You compare Maxwell on ninety nine running for the two. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah against yeah. um, 
Was that against Pakistan? Uh, I can't remember. Or it might have been. It might have been in this India in the India series. Yeah, one of the games, that might have been right. the third game, you, the first time we won. Like maybe the second last over or the yeah, last yeah. over, and he. It's one of those situations where the match situation says run two mm. because there's there was a genuine chance of making it, and I compare that to this situation and. It felt like especially poor game reading situation from Kawaja. It's like, easy to make too much of this, yeah, but at the same but time... You just go. If you, you go, if it's, man. Especially go. with his wickets in hand and it's near the end of the innings. Okay, let's talk about Bangladesh's response. 333 for eight. Given that they were cha- their highest ever one-day yeah, score, yeah, worth yeah. noting. What was good about this inter- What was good about this innings, Miles? Look, the, the batsman once again showed application... Tamim Iqbal dug in at the top of the innings. Shakib made 41, and everyone was saying how poor an innings it was from him, <laughs> which just shows how good a I tournament know. he's had. It's his first score under 50, I believe. Yeah, that's tournament. right. Which, oh, I mean, let's just note that. Yeah. Seriously, this boy can hit a ball. And it's the elevation up the order that's done it because he hasn't had a particularly spectacular record in his career so far. Mm. Like... Uh, but he's been playing mostly down five, six, even seven yep. sometimes because yep. he's the all-rounder. He's, even though he might be better at batting than everyone, he just the all-rounders tend to get shoved down the order a bit. I do want to note this on Shakib getting out. I think that... So, it, it's, it's obviously not a big insight to say that he's the danger man for mm. Bangladesh. And who... The, the man coming back from injury, Marcus Stoinis, is the one to get him. It was tame as as well. He just chipped it to. Well, mid- it was a, it was he did, it was across. He kind of pulled his fingers across it. Slow yeah, it ball, was a sol- it was leading sol- edge ball. down to um David Warner yeah, at mid on. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that's a pretty soft dismissal for a batsman for a of, his of his quality. Just to, right. to not exactly. see a ball oh, at the right speed. Isn't it a cliche to say a man of his quality? Yeah, for it. But my 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 point in saying that is, bring Stoinis back into the squad. Uh, I was unconvinced that that would be the right move, and to look at. Pretty we, critical wicket, really. It, it, I think it's because Shakib had a platform yeah, at that yeah. point. Stark um, dismissed Iqbal, and with one of the best send-offs I've seen in a subtle way. I don't know if you saw it. I did see it. Run he's, through it. He's he's bowled him. I think it was like a, a, it was chopped onto his stumps, right? Like it wasn't much of a. Yep. It wasn't a ball to dismiss him, but he's, he's bowled him, and he's gone up to him. He's just covered his mouth, and like he's just a, laughing at him. Like a, <laughs> oh damn! Which he does this at the start of test matches as well where the batsmen will play and miss and he just laughs at them. And I think it's a pretty... It's so alpha. And I think it's such a good way of getting in batsmen's head. Like, it's not just like, oh, we've got him here, boys. You know, when the batsmen will... If you're up against it, you kind of dig in. It's a... You're just being undermined by, like, someone laughing at you. (laughs) Yeah, and laughing is so much better than, like, screw... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'm so superior to you, says Stark. So, Mushfikar Rahim... um, Batted excellently, 102 off 97. But he, he just, it, it, it was... The it, problem is, yeah. uh, the problem is, is the run rate. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it, the, despite losing by 48 runs, it never really felt like that was achievable. The run rate required was up above 12 from fairly early on, maybe about 28-ish overs in. Uh, you look at um, Iqbal's innings, 62 of 74, that's that's good, right? That's yeah. real quality. Yeah. But the nature of this game is that that innings isn't good enough. And like, I wonder if he's trying to follow the blueprint that David Warner had set earlier. Yeah, but and now I suspect at 62, Warner would have been at a pretty similar strike rate. 
I'd say almost now, identical. Now, this is just the nature of, of things. May, may, and this is the surprising thing to me. Perhaps Warner, for this whole World Cup, has been batting in this exact mould that we saw him bat against Bangladesh, but just hasn't gone on with it. Well, he's taken himself now to the top of the run-scoring charts for the World Cup with 447 at 89. And you've got to say, whatever he's doing... like. And for all the criticism he's faced for, for his slow scoring, it's clearly working. He's at the top of the charts in Australia at the top of the table. And just in terms of Australia on top of the table, they haven't... Dark Horses is obviously the wrong term to use mm. about Australia. But more quiet achievers, I think, would be the way to, that I'd like to put Getting it. Getting wins in situations where they might have otherwise got into trouble. And I particularly think of that West Indies game where we were 4 for 38, I believe. And, Smith. and Steve Smith, yeah. he showed up. Now, I think we're going to have to play India again. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. If Australia pulls out the batting performance that we do this time around... I mean, actually, obviously, if you've got 380 on the board, you, you, you're going to bat But the, to the Indian bowling quality is going to be pretty superior to I what agree. they But in, I think that the difference is... Last time we played India, there were a bunch of, to be perfectly honest, a bunch of bad decisions. Uh, Maxwell got out pretty cheaply. Stoinis got a duck. Nobody went on with it in that game. The mm. highest scorer was Smith on 69, going at a runner ball. Uh, but other than that, there, there, was no, there was no dominance of the Indian attack. And I think we're going to have to see someone like a Maxwell or a Warner really take on, I think, particularly the bowling, uh, the, the spin bowling of India and just to really capitalise on that. Uh, listeners, before we wrap this one up, let's just quickly chat about the table. And uh, a lot's been made of the, the so-called top four, Australia, New Zealand, England, India, as things stand. Can I ask you this, yeah. Miles? Do we have a locked-in top four? Well, here's the thing. The last four games have been pretty illuminating in terms of figuring out the answer to that question. The truth is, it was pretty important that um, either Bangladesh beat Australia or South Africa beat New Zealand to open up possibilities if South Africa beat New Zealand which was a very possible result and it did go very close then I think teams like Pakistan even and Bangladesh go into the running because mm. Pakistan have a very easy run home but at this stage now with um, Bangladesh sitting in fifth place but with only three games to play and one of those games being India who they're going to struggle against Oh, wouldn't it be? I mean, it'd be I mean, it'd be a fantastic oh, result. It's but, not going to happen. But though, India do it? have India have two games in hand, and they're two points ahead. Sri Lanka have been poor. West Indies have been poor as well. South what's, Africa. What's Sri Lanka done this World Cup? Look, their only win is against Afghanistan, and, um, and they got two no results. Two no results, which, which is which is a shame, like for them. They would they would have been disappointed, I think, with that result, yeah. but the. Definitely the most likely result out of those two games, which I believe were against Pakistan and uh, Bangladesh. Both winnable, but you've got to say the most likely result out of those two games is probably one win for Sri Lanka. Um, the, uh, yeah, Pakistan are sitting way down. Where are they? In, is it in seventh? No, ninth <laughs> with yeah. three points in their five games. But their remaining games are against 
basically the other bottom half of the table and then New Zealand. Yeah. Which is why the only way I really saw anyone making the top four was if South Africa beat New Zealand and Pakistan win all of their remaining games. Which at this stage, I mean, Pakistan could only make another four wins, gives them, takes them up to 11. Look, it's plausible, but it's very unlikely. Yeah, Australia on 10 points, New Zealand 9, England 8, India 7, and then jump down to Bangladesh on 5. And to reiterate, that that jump is to a team that has two games in hand. So, it's... Yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap this one up. It's been pretty fun covering these games. It's been a bit of fun set of games. Yeah, this has been, it's been great. And the thing is, Australia sitting top have yet to play... Two and three in New Zealand and England. They're going to so, be fantastic games. Oh, I'm really look Tuesday night. It's Australia England. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to coming back and kind of giving you our reflections on that game in particular. It should be a real cracker. And I think that the team that the English fans hate the most, it's got to be Australia, right? Definitely. And so we're gonna. It's gonna be that now. Boy, does an Aussie love oh. to step up when our back is against the wall. I mean, not recently in England, can we say that? Especially given no. the last time we played England in England. I don't think it was the last game, but England should have scored 500, right? Yeah, they, they got to 460 was... or something Isn't and then had that... four overs to go. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I mean, well, stupid that's game, not gonna... I let's... think we can say that's <laughs> not going to happen. I think our bowling attack is much better. But... Much more settled. Uh I worry for a bloke like Adam Zampa. I have a feeling that in that England game, he could easily go for, you know, eight, mm. nine, ten. We'll see. Either way, should be a fantastic set of games to watch and we'll bring you those when we next release. Until then, it's been great and we'll see you next week. I've been Ben Tillemans. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>